0: Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: Biggest winners and losers from the NFL draft. Next on Fantasy Football Today in Five. Welcome to f Five. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Emery Hunt. And the NFL draft is in the books, and we're going to talk about the biggest winners and losers, specifically among the prospects. If you want to get you know, deeper into it, make sure you go to cbsports.com slash fantasy slash football. I did the biggest winners and losers from the NFL draft with guys like Lamar Jackson and, and Geno Smith as winners. But we're gonna talk about simply the the best landing spots for some of these prospects. And you know, obviously, Emery, we were talking before the show it, when we're talking about fantasy, landing spots matter a lot for year one, you know, on the, the chances that a guy's going to win a job right away. Talent clearly plays a big part in that. But who these guys have around them is going to matter in year one in particular. Who are some landing spots that you really liked as far as the the potential for an immediate uh, difference maker?
0: Anthony Richardson, number one. Yes. Because of his dual threat capability paired with a dynamic tailback in Jonathan Taylor. And also he has great weapons on the perimeter. So he is set up nice behind a very good offensive line, in my opinion, to hit the ground running both figuratively And literally, I think at worst, he could provide what Daniel Jones did last year as a four-year veteran, right? So that's what, top 10 fantasy numbers that Jones put up? So I feel like Richardson is a great one. Um, I'm a big Jameer Gibbs guy, as we talked about him pre-draft. And now he lands in the spot where people are worried about David Montgomery. He's not going to take away from Jameer Gibbs. And when you also factor in Jamison Williams being gone for, what, six weeks? The receiving part of Gibbs' game is going to probably ratchet up a little bit more so. So I see him having a really good uh debut in, in year one as a rookie. And I would also say Jackson Smith and Jigba mm-hmm. because he's in a spot where obviously the focus will be on DK You roll covers on his side. Tyler Lockett does what Tyler Lockett does, and he also tends to be a little bit nicked up at times. But the guy that's going to benefit because he's going to face your third best corner is probably going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I feel like he's going to get a lot of the opportunity more so than the backfield. You see what I did there, because I know people are focused on Charbonnet and Kenneth Mm -hmm. Walker, but in Jigba might have the best landing spot out of those two rookies.
1: Yeah, I I thought the the Charbonnet pick was really interesting because it suggests maybe they're not quite as happy with Kenneth Walker as we might have thought. Maybe they think, you know, they need an alternative in case he, you know, remains more of a a hit or miss player. He had a lot of big plays, but a lot of plays where he was tackled behind the line of scrimmage. I'll also throw out the the other uh, early round pick for the Lions there as a, as a winner, Sam Laporta, you know, this is a team with Jamison Williams out for the first six games of the season. All of a sudden, It's a Monroe St. Brown and a a lot of question marks on that offense. So I do think it's a situation where, you know, he could have an opportunity to be a pretty big part of this offense from day one. I like the after the catch ability there. So I I think that could be a pretty good landing spot for a team that, you know, once TJ Hawkinson got traded last year, they really didn't use their tight end. So there's a there's a big opportunity for from a rare tight end to step in from day one and make an impact for fantasy. How about some guys who's – oh, do you want to say something? No, I
0: was getting ready to say we talk about B. John Robinson too. When you take a back that high, you know he's going to get the touches and going to okay. get the carry. So that's something that – that's a, almost a given. He may be now in the conversation for pick one overall in fantasy.
1: Yeah, I've got him uh, as like a borderline first-rounder right now. But, you know, that could be a situation where if they talk about wanting to throw the ball a little more and getting him involved in the passing game. That's where you could start to really unlock upside. Cause I think in that offense, the way they run the ball, he's a a lock for 270 carries as a rookie. For me, the the upside question just comes, can he catch 50 or 60 passes? He's got the ability. Will they do that in that offense? He could absolutely have a Saquon Barkley esque rookie season for sure. Uh, What about some landing spots that we don't love? Well, Charbonneau, because, one, Pete Carroll
0: loves – he did He did this before when he took mm-hmm. Dallas uh, Davis and, um, you know, Homer, Travis Homer, mm-hmm. along with Rashad Penny. Then he was – he got those guys as young guys, but ended up giving the ball to Chris Carson. You yeah. know, so it's like what to expect from Kenneth Walker. I think Charbonnet has better vision than Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker has better speed, mm-hmm. um, straight line speed. But Charbonnet feels a run game better, has better footwork. How many times we saw Kenneth Walker crash into the back of his lineman? But now you sit there with two guys that kind of need volume to be successful. So who's going to eat in the backfield? Will, will, will it be a combination backfield or will it be a lot like what we saw last year where Walker's going to be the guy, but when he gets tired, they really didn't have depth last year when guys started yeah. to get banged up. And maybe that's where Charbonnet comes in. But I just didn't like the fit there. Um, and then also when you think about Hyatt with the Giants, yeah. because they've added a lot at receiver – Darren Waller has to eat. Saquon Barkley has to eat. Do you really want Daniel Jones throwing the football a lot to where he's going to have to throw the ball to a guy like hi He can't even complete passes deep down the field. Yep. That's not his strength. He's, he's better in the short to intermediate area, and I feel like
1: that's just not a good fit for him because they didn't really need – a wide receiver per se. Yeah. They've got 14 wide receivers on their depth chart. Now they've got a lot of injuries. Wanda Robinson and Sterling Shepard both coming back from injuries, So, you know, there's a lot of question marks. So I get the decision to, you know, get someone with that downfield speed and big playmaking ability, because right now it's kind of, you know, it was just Darius Slayton, I guess on that offense. And, And then maybe Darren Waller, but like you said, Daniel Jones took this big step forward last season it also coincided with having him having his shortest average depth of target of his career. They they really pulled the reins back. They made that offense work by designing a lot of quicker throws, getting them on the move. I don't necessarily know if you know that's part of his game that he can maximize for Jalen Hyatt. I just kind of think the landing spots for the wide receivers in general weren't great for the the initial run for fantasy. You know, I think Jordan Addison has a great opportunity with the Vikings as the number two with Justin Jefferson. How much? Uh, Coverage he's going to draw and Jonathan Mingo obviously has a pretty clear path with Carolina and he'll grow with Bryce young, but you know, I think that offense will have some growing pains, but then like, you know, Quinton Johnston, that felt more like a 2024 Mike Williams replacement where his contract starts to bloat. They can walk away and have a, a ready-made replacement for him. You know, Jaden Reed, he could be the starting slot receiver, but we don't know how good Jordan loves going to be. Rasheed rice. I think there's a really interesting opportunity obviously playing with Patrick Mahomes, but we just saw them draft sky Moore and trade for Kadarius Tony and basically not use them. So the chiefs are, you know, comfortable, not necessarily getting immediate contributions from those guys. if They think it helps them long-term. So I I think a lot of these wide receivers, they're going to be worth taking, you know, outside of the top 100 in your fantasy drafts, but you know, you might need to exercise even more patience, which is always the thing with rookie rookie wide receivers. It can take some time for them to get going. So, you know, any any of those that you think uh, I'm underselling a little bit? No, because
0: you you make great points for all of those guys. And when you think about someone like Rasheed Rice, how much different will this offense look without Eric Like, Mm -hmm. Is there a different wrinkle that's going to be there? And we know Andy Reid is someone that can design plays. But to your point, how much – will he use a guy like rice and is rice better than what they had last year and more, you know, so there, those are things. And maybe it's the offense that allows receivers to slowly pick it up in Kansas city. So mm-hmm. he may not even get that opportunity to really hit the ground running. So I, I agree with your points on a lot of these guys and where they ended up for, for receiver purposes.
1: All right. That's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more NFL draft fallout. We'll see you then.